Hey everybody, I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor of the Modern Cowboy Podcast for 2021, National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From Western fashion, hats, boots, jeans and shirts, to saddles, tack, essential horse and livestock supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is the one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, I am thrilled to announce that NRS will be adding our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, including caps, t-shirts, and hoodies to the NRS stores, catalog, and website. For our listeners, we have a special discount just for you. Receive 5% off on all products at www.nrsworld.com, and that's all products, by using code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout. Again, that's code Modern Cowboy. Hey, also be sure and check out the Modern Cowboy brand NRS link in our Instagram bio to see my favorite pics of the latest Western fashion in cowboy gear. And remember, use the code Modern Cowboy at checkout for your discount. I want to sincerely thank all of you who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and are a part of our community since we launched in 2018. To all of our amazing guests who have shared their stories on the show, our loyal podcast listeners and customers, the modern cowboy brand is for you. From the punchiest West Texas cowboy, weekend warrior roper and boot scooters, to the guy or gal in the city just getting their first pair of boots, and to everyone around the globe that loves the iconic representation of the cowboy, modern cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Here's to wishing you health and happiness in 2021, and may God bless you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, it's, it, I'm really excited to have my guest on today. It's uh, it's interesting how uh, I got in touch with him and ended up getting him on the podcast. Uh, so 
as as most of you know, the listen to my podcast regularly, I, I always tell secrets about myself. So here's another secret. Um, I've seen every episode of The Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette, in every show. I watch Man. it with my wife uh, religiously and enjoy some nice uh, wine with it. Long story short, we were watching something just recently. I, I don't know. Maybe it was three months ago. And uh, yeah. Luke Pell came on there and... And I go, yeah, I remember this episode and you know this season with him. And I go, you know, this guy's this guy's the real deal. This guy's a country guy. You know, he's was in the military. And I and my wife, of course, is you know she's always oh you know these bachelors. This guy's great yeah. or whatever. She goes, oh yeah. I said I'm gonna see if I can get him on the podcast. So that's <laughs> well, that's how we did it. So and and then what's what's interesting is I found out so much more about you. And I'll let you t- I'll let you tell everybody about it. But um, yeah. Uh, all the things you're involved in, in the work you're doing, uh, you know, for veterans and stuff. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just. When you see people on TV, you you get this one idea. You think maybe they're a certain way, but it's it. People yeah. are really different in in true life, and uh, not that you weren't great on the show. You were awesome on there too. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I tell you all that just to to introduce uh, Luke to the to the podcast. So Luke, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thanks, thanks for having me on, Dan. I, uh, I'm excited about doing this podcast and talking with you today. Yeah, so, you know, hey, just give us some background on you. Uh, you know, where, as much or as little as you want, where you grew yeah. up, uh, and, and, you know, what's led up to you being, uh, you know, who you are and what you're doing today? Yeah, um, well, I, I grew up in Texas, uh, near uh, about an hour outside of Austin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's a little one high school town. Uh, 3A high school and uh, ended up playing football there um, and uh, got a, a scholarship to go to West Point and play for Army. So, you know, that was that was a big change for a kid that grew up down in Austin. And, you know, I just grew up my grandparents. Uh, we had a, you know, a, a multi-generation family ranch uh, that I grew up on. And that's that's where I got into, you know, training horses and everything in the summer. That was my, you know, summer job. Um all through uh my my uh formative years and uh i love that spent a lot of time doing it and uh it was it was unique and, and i learned so much about just uh being um transparent with myself and everyone around me and it's funny a lot of people uh you you know this if you've ever dealt with horses and if you haven't you probably don't know is that how much you can learn there there's such a mirror into um you know, a reflect, reflection of who you are and, and how much, if, if you're holding on to things emotionally or you're not being honest with yourself or how you even carry yourself or your body language, uh, an anim- there's other animals that do it, but horses are one that they, they, it will be fully reflected in that animal and you'll make them nervous and those type of things, uh, just being around them. So those are life lessons that I learned just as a kid, right. uh, dealing with that. And, uh, you know, I got away from that when I ended up going to college because upstate New York, there's not a lot of, uh, not, a, not a lot of opportunities to, uh, you know, get, get horseback or be around ranches and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, but it was a great opportunity. That's what led me into the military is, uh, going to West Point and then, you know, I have five year commitment, uh, of being an army officer after you graduate from there. Um, so, you know, that was, uh, really the foundation, I guess, of, of me as a person, those, those two big things is, mm-hmm. is where I grew up and how the, you know, the upbringing that I had there in Texas and, you know, growing up, growing up with my family, just being, 
um, introducing me to uh, my my faith and what would become you know a building block of, of my life is, is my faith in Christ and and that that time growing up in that small town and learning those those blue collar lessons of, of working hard and, and the importance of family and relationships and uh, I was just fortunate to have that experience and then that prepared me to go into the military and, and be able to play college football and all those things just kept adding and adding and adding to um, I guess my worldview, you know, and that everybody, we all develop a worldview depending on our experiences that we live through. And so that was, that was my foundation. And so it was, uh, I was blessed and fortunate to have that, uh, to start my life out with and, um, and, and still just lean on those things so much these days and, and, and what I do now. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I spent those four years at, at West Point and, uh, and then five years in the army afterwards. And, um, there, there's a lot to unpack there, but, uh, for, for the sake of today, you know, I think, uh, that time in the military, uh, when you are able to, um, serve in another, you know, I served in combat in Afghanistan for a year, uh, one year of the five. And, uh, that was, uh, another life changing, pivotal moment for me was to be able to be, and I was 20. Let's see, I graduated college 21, 22, and then so by the time I was 23 years old, I was leading troops in Afghanistan, you know, as a platoon leader. And uh, that that just was maybe one of the most eye-opening uh, experiences of my life because uh, it, everything kind of gets simplified in a certain extent where you realize you're like, man, I'm, I'm in the middle of a, a war that the entire world is acknowledging as, as a war representing the, the U.S. and the U.S. Army and those things and, and in, a, in a third world country that's dealing with insurgency and terrorism and all these things. And so you're, you, you, you feel like you realize you're a puzzle piece to that whole thing and it's very tangible and it's right in front of you and, um, and you're, you know, you're responsible for uh, these soldiers and this, all this training that you've been doing over the last four or five years now is needed and being used on a daily basis and and so and you're you're removed from like your um i guess your kind of your bubble of comfort your comfort zone or whatever which you know we we have here uh in the states and so it was just it was just such a you know out-of-body experience almost to, to to do that and uh but the best thing about it was again it just increased my perspective on life you know and and my worldview and what it what it's like to to lead people and to be honest and to have integrity and work ethic and to be who you say you are and those type of things. And so, you know, that was just uh, a great time for me uh, as a, as a person. And, and, you know, it was tough. Yeah. But I didn't, I wouldn't say that every day. And I just enjoyed, enjoyed it, enjoyed all the things about it. It, it sucked being gone from family and stuff, you know, and yeah. all the, all the, the simple things in life <clears throat> here, that I had, I, I, uh, when you take that away, you learn to appreciate the small things. You're like, man, I'm like, man, if I could, I don't mind mowing the grass or just, be, you know, <laughs> right. just, just driving around in my truck and, you know, doing typical stuff back, uh, back home. Because, you know, once you, once you remove that from your life, you're like, man, I'm just super appreciative just to be alive and just to do the things that, um, you know, wake up on a Saturday and do whatever I feel like, you know? So, uh, those are all like life lessons that I just picked up along the way. And so I'm just so thankful for that. Yeah. So when did, when, uh, did you get out of the military? What year was that? 
Yeah, so 2012, uh, I came off active duty. We had, after the five years are up, um, you get a choice to, hey, do you want to make a career out of the military and be on active duty, or do you want to, uh, you know, go back to the civilian world and try some other things? And so, you know, for me, um, I had uh, I'd been to, I'd moved, I think, seven times in the last, in, in, in like six years or something like that. Right. Uh, and, you know, from New York to then I went to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, did some training there. Then I was in, uh, out in Georgia uh, for a few months doing some more military training there. Then I moved to uh, Clarksville, Tennessee to Fort Campbell. And then from there, I was only there about six weeks. Then I got deployed to Afghanistan. I was there for a year and then came back. Then I got uh, sent to El Paso, Texas for two more years in the Army. So I realized this pattern of life that, you know, you deal with and being in the military is it's uh, it's strenuous, you know, and yeah. it's, it's 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 taxing on you. And so, you know, I wanted to start, you know, planning to to connect with my roots and and and, and the people in my life, my family, like I said, it was so important to me and. I wanted to at least have the uh, ability to to visit family whenever I wanted to, and uh, to start playing to you know eventually have a family of my own and all this type of thing. So I decided to uh, get out of the military or come off of active duty at least, and uh, and did that in 2012. So, um, when did you and how did you end up getting yeah. on The Bachelor? <laughs> Man, that was <laughs> such a random story i uh i had uh gotten out of the military i worked for an oil company for a, a couple of years uh as an engineer in uh, oklahoma city mm -hmm. and uh it was great experience just right out of the military uh it was, it was there were some similarities about western oklahoma you know that uh that were similar to what i experienced in the military working for an oil company um but there was also this freedom that I had to be like, Hey, what am I going to do with my life now? And I'm starting a civilian career and this whole thing. So I did that for a couple of years. And then, uh, I went to a consulting firm, a uh, business consulting firm down in college station, Texas. Mm -hmm. And while I was there, um, I was single and I was working at this consulting firm, which is largely made up of, of, uh, we have business consultants that are typically, you know, a retired four-star general or people that have been CEOs of other companies and then sold them. And then now they're come back and they're business consultants, uh, for other fortune 500 companies and, and whatnot. And so that was the type of people I was around. Everybody was, you know, at a later season in their life, right. uh, with, with either, uh, mature families or grandkids and those type of things. And I was the young, uh, just, you know, 20 something year old kid there that was, you know, doing business development and, and sales and stuff there. And so, uh, I love them. It was like, they were like family to me and I love to be in there. It was a cool town and everything, but it was just, uh, uh, you know, I just continued to be single. And so <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, uh, been into, been around, you know, like at the, the hair salon or the barbershop, oh, yeah. everybody's, that's kind of where all the gossip and everything, uh, happens a lot of times. And so <laughs> the, uh, so my cousin worked at one and so that's where, uh, she was in in that town and so i used to go get my haircut there and so i'd come in there and they you know they're always like trying to match make and like oh you know you're single and i know this other girl that comes in here and she's single you should meet up with her or whatever and uh went on a blind date or two and and it didn't end up working out and then uh and then and then finally i went in there one day and they're like you know what uh i think we're gonna we're just gonna apply for the bachelor and sign you up for the bachelor and uh so i kind of laughed about it you know and 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 then 
a year went by after that and uh they i didn't think they would actually go through with it and then i got a call from uh the casting directors in uh in la for the they're like hey this is uh sandy and uh we're we're just looking to uh to uh talk to you about being in the bachelor and i was like interesting i didn't even know my name was out there but that was from a year prior and so um yeah so there was a pretty just funny thing how that happened and then they did a couple little interviews with them they came to nashville and uh yeah and then we we started filming just uh six or eight weeks later and uh did that show and um it was it was a blast man so fun such a such a unique experience you know and 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 it, it is interesting like you you are who you like i said earlier you have a worldview right you have right. self-awareness as well and like you think you are this person and then you go on something like a reality tv show and that window that the world sees you through is then who you you know it's it, it, that that's how the world sees you on a very large scale right and so um you know for me it's some of it's some of it's accurate some of it's not for all these for all these people that go on there some right. of it's uh some of it you know it can undermine somebody's uh personality and it's not who not doesn't portray them accurately at all and right some people it does and so that was interesting to kind of navigate through that and see that happen uh, to people to my left and my right um and, and and be a part of it and be like well man i wonder because the world is seeing me as a reality tv person so the world assumes and it's written that way that this is exactly who you are. You know, it's not like, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not, you know, Tom Hanks in a fictional, right. uh, fictional role of any sense. This is the world, the world seeing you as this person, regardless of if you actually uh, are that, you know, it's a very small window. So anyway, that was just uh, such a, such a weird phenomenon to be involved in that. And, and obviously, you know, from my whole extensive background of being in different environments and different cities and being in the military and all these different things, it was it was very uh, mind boggling for me to be, go through that process. That man, this is this is interesting. Every day it's something different. How do you produce a, a TV show? And then what is that going to do to me personally? And the implications of how does that change my life and the interactions that I have and all those things after the show is over. Right. And now you know we went to you know maybe maybe I I knew you know, three, 400 people, you know, total in my life, you right. know, or something to that point. Right. And then you go to, you know, you know, you've got 10, 15, 20 million people who then know you, know your first name, know my parents, know where right. I live, know what the ranch looks like, you know, all those things. And, uh, that, that was interesting how that was an overnight change in some, to some extent. So, um, but fun, I, I would never, I, I would never regret it. And I would, I would definitely do it again. And, and, uh, yeah, I would, so blessed and lucky to have been able to be a part of it. So. That's very cool. So now, um, you uh, founded uh, uh, the the company. Um, was it Country Brand? Yeah, yeah, the Country Brand. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. had you started that uh, before the uh, the Bachelor? Or was that something that came after? How'd that come about? Yeah. So the Country Brand did come after. Um, that really was an idea that started for me in 2017. Okay. And uh, you know, it was funny because uh it it was a simplified idea i saw people that were starting brands especially being in nashville there's people that uh all these folks that you know i'm, I'm in music as well and I, I you know pursued being an artist uh at that time and a songwriter and so you got all these folks that your peers are they're having lifestyle brands or, or they're merchandise like you wearing a you know it's a tim mcgraw t-shirt right. or you know what 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 have you and uh i 
I just had this idea, you know, I, and I did that too for a while where it was like, oh, you, we sell t-shirts at my shows and stuff. You know, our, my managers were like, yeah, we, we sell merch at the, at the uh, shows and everything after. That's just what, you know, you do as a country artist, and you build your brand. And then I had an idea. I was like, well, how about something, something different that's not about me, right? Something that's like bigger, bigger than just putting my face on a t-shirt. I was like, I, that, that felt weird to me to even see my face on a t-shirt you know right. i was like let's i want to build a brand that can can grow well beyond a person and and and, and a brand that can give back right and a brand a brand that you know says something about you know who you are and and what you're about a brand that can 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 you know bring a community of people together that can unify people all these things i was like and you know and then i enjoy just the idea of like design and i'm a creative person so developing things designing something building something from scratch and so that was kind of the 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 basis for starting country brand and uh and yeah so it's, it's a couple years into into its uh you know infancy stages yeah. and uh and so it, it's been fun to just to just see that and what it takes you know you just do a lot of trial and error you're like wow let's let's try these products let's try this uh this method of of connecting with the world and finding a tribe and a community of people that, um, that this brand and this, and this mantra, you know, uh, resonates with and all those type of things. So that, that's where we're at. So I'm, I'm continuing to grow that. And, uh, it's been fun. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny too. <clears throat> Cause I, I knew that, I knew that you, uh, you know, we're into music and stuff, but I'm, I'm driving down yeah. the road one day and my, on my Spotify, you know, I've got it on one of my daily mixes and all of a sudden yeah. this song comes on and I'm digging it. And I look, and it's you. It's oh, Luke, nice. Luke, Luke Pell. So, um, well, thanks to Spotify for throwing that out there for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very cool. So, have you been into music and, and playing music all your life, or writing, or is this something that came on later yeah. in life? Or, well, you know, uh, I started playing piano uh, when I was like ten years old. Went to a little Baptist church down in um, Lake Victor, Texas, and uh, the pastor. This this how small this church was. The pastor at the church was also the music director and the piano player at the church. So he would he would lead lead the praise and worship at the beginning of the service and play piano, and then he would he would uh, and then preach preach the uh, service as well. And so um, his name was Barry Drake, just an incredible human. And so he gave me piano lessons for about three years when I was just a child, and and so that was like my first introduction to just music in general. Right. And, uh, as a lot of kids do, um, I, you know, didn't play that much to stop doing it uh, in high school as much. I was busy with sports and all this stuff and just being a kid. And, um, and then when I got to West point, I was, um, if you, if you've heard anything about West point and just the typical military life where you're, you're, you got a dorm rooms or barracks rooms and you got bunk beds and you don't have many personal belongings, you don't have much liberty to go out and just, you know, you're not, you're not living in a, in a, in a, in a house off campus or anything like that with, with all your stuff, you've got just a few things and a little bit of space and you're very disconnected from the rest of the world. So, um, I was able to keep a guitar under my bunk bed at West Point. And so, uh, I, I picked up guitar and figured it out from just my, the basis and music I had already. And, uh, so yeah, I, then that was kind of my release and my, 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 uh, getaway from just being all the stress and just being in the military and being you know thousands of miles from home and all that so i, I started just playing uh country songs and stuff that i grew up on and uh at, at my dorm rooms and then when i went to afghanistan uh there was a, a fortunate i uh 
had a couple of guys over there that played guitar with me. So anytime we were back on bass and just had some downtime in Afghanistan, I would play guitar or sing songs. And they were all cover songs mostly at the time. And right. really, it was like after I got back from Afghanistan, is when I, I started uh, learning to write music right. and tr- trying to create something of my own and put my experiences uh, right. into words and into music and, and grow that. So um, yeah, and that just kind of that kind of grew. And I was doing the, I went out of the military and started doing these kind of you know civilian corporate jobs. And uh, but on the weekends and at night and everything, um, I started uh, playing these little songwriter uh, rounds and, and uh, you know, I'd play some shows on the weekend, private shows, from weddings to anniversaries to right. corporate gigs and whatever. And that's I was that was my pastime and, and I really enjoyed it. It was fun. And uh, then when I left the corporate world, came back to Nashville, um, you know, it, it became uh you know more of the primary thing that i was able to do and uh met met some great folks that mentored me and you know kind of just opened the door and said hey come on in and let let me teach you how to write songs and 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 meet some people and and so that that turned out to be uh what i was doing in 2015 right before i got uh casted to go on on the bachelor so um yeah man it's all it's all kind of been a whirlwind in a sense uh it's it's a lot has happened uh over the past you know five years and uh i i wouldn't i wouldn't take anything for it it's it's been uh an incredible experience and i'm so thankful yeah that's is that's awesome hey yeah. now um tell us about uh creative vets and yeah in and uh just talk about talk about that and what that's all about yeah yeah so creative vets um it's a charity that what we do is we bring combat wounded veterans into uh, Nashville, and we also bring them into uh, Chicago to the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a basically a liberal arts, or it's, it's it's based around arts and songwriting, arts and music. And so we have two kind two kind of uh, pipelines, and one is songwriting. So we let veterans um, tell their story and really use music uh, as 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 a healing mechanism and an outlet uh, for, you know, PTSD to just tell what they've been through because all these veterans, they've been through so many things and it just sticks with them for years and years. And we, we built this community for these guys to come together and do that. So now when they come to Nashville, they've got this experience where they go backstage at the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, We pair them up with hit songwriters who volunteer their time here in Nashville to kind of walk the veterans through this process of how to write a song. We've got studios here in Nashville that, um, as soon as they come in, they write their song. The next day, they're already have taken the song to a studio. They have musicians that come in and they'll record a, a rough demo of the of the song right there in the studio, and then it can be uh, mixed and mastered after um, after they leave town. So it's a it's a three day experience typically, and uh, for these guys to come into town and just experience Nashville, meet an, uh, a community of other veterans, and uh, grow that. And then at the Chicago Art Institute, we have the visual arts portion of creative vets where these guys go in and uh they go through six to eight week programs uh, at the art institute and uh and then and then those things that they create are then displayed um at, at uh our brick and mortar location here in nashville for creative vets and then some other art galleries around the country so uh it's it's been incredible i met uh my buddy one of my you know dearest friends here in nashville his name is richard casper he's a former marine uh-huh. um we met in 2015 when I just moved to Nashville, and uh, about a year prior to that, he had come up with the idea. He was a co-founder of it, 
and had started uh, Creative Bits as it, as it was known. And they, uh, you know, were in the infancy stages of that in 2015. And, and I just met him coming to town. And so for me, when I met Richard, I was like, man, this is just, if anything, if, 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 if God puts his hand on something, I believe that that was, that was this relationship for me because uh, we were both veterans. Um, you know, I wanted to give back. I wanted to, you know, find a way to give back to the community and my time spent in the military. Um, but then also <clears throat> through this, we're able to do it with music, which is just crosses over and it complements uh, what we do so well. And so, and it's been incredible to see the growth of that. Richard does that full time. Uh -huh. um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the folks that uh, I'm on the team there and help out as much as I can. But uh, Richard does that full time with the, with the charity. And he's such a great connector of people and uh, such a, uh, just a great leader and a great servant leader. And uh, what what's happening now at Creative Vets is incredible. And so we're thankful for all the folks that continue to help grow it because it is still uh, technically a young charity. You know, it's not, it's not the Wounded Warrior Project yet. Right. It's not a multi-million dollar, uh, you know, uh, organization yet, but yeah. uh, it is, it's growing leaps and bounds. We've got a, a record label, a big machine record label with uh, Scott Borchetta and mm -hmm. their team um, signed the charity uh, as a uh, part of the label this year to help uh, distribute the music and to get more opportunities for these veterans music to be heard. Um, and so it, it's just, it's, it's been a blessing as well. And so I'm so excited for where that's going and how many more veterans, uh, that we're able to help. Um, because the testimonials, if you hear one of these testimonials of these, these veterans that have been through this program, uh, it is, it, it's life changing, not only for them, uh, but for, for, you know, us as a viewer or somebody that to see, man, this is, this is incredible. It might not change your life, you know, just, just right. seeing it and understanding the story and what they've been through and the, the pain and the hurt and the resolve that they find uh, through something as simple as songwriting and, and connecting uh, with other veterans who've been through similar things. So, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's a great, great cause. And, and I don't know that I've ever even uh, seen any other thing like it before. It's such a great idea. Yeah. You know, uh, because yeah. It, yeah, there's not, there's not that many uh, organizations. There's a lot of veterans organizations, but right. there's not a lot that are about arts and creativity and about, uh, you know, connection as they are about more, you know, uh, so a lot of times they're about financial help or right. there's ones that build homes for veterans or help them with their disabilities and things like that and get them vehicles that are equipped and all those things. And those are all great causes. Right. Uh, but this one just is unique in that yeah. it, it helps in terms of the emotional side of telling their story. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, you, you you know, you mentioned that you worked as an engineer. Is that what your degree yeah. is from, from West Point Engineering? Yeah, so, well, it was a minor. We it, it, West Point started as an engineering school only. Okay. Um, and then in the 80s, they started integrating liberal arts majors there. Okay. Um, and so, uh, but they maintained their engineering roots. And so everyone has to at least minor uh, in an engineering discipline. And so, uh, so I was, I minored in systems engineering. And so, uh, systems engineering is kind of a cross of like project, project engineer, uh, a little bit of civil engineering in there. It's not petroleum engineering. Um, at, at, they didn't, they don't offer petroleum engineering at West Point. I wish they, wish they had of, um, but, but anyway, so that was, uh, my basis of engineering. And then, um, there was a few oil companies that were, they realized that what they call JMOs or junior military officers were. Uh, somebody that fit the mold of what they were looking for for right. these project engineers 
Um, some of them would cross over and do full-time petroleum engineering work and uh, in a lot of different um, what they call drilling foreman jobs and those type of things, mid-level management jobs. And so uh, that's how I got in on a program uh, that a company called Chesapeake Energy was running uh, back in 2012. And it was just a, a, me and I, I knew several other guys that I'd either played football with or they had graduated a couple years ahead of me that were working uh, with that oil company um, crossover program. So it was cool. Yeah. So, but you're obviously an entrepreneur. So yeah. did, did you have, you know, I mean, leaving West Point, obviously, you know, you, you did your time in, in the service in, in the military. Sure. Uh, had you thought about a career in military uh, when you were at West Point or when you first graduated or was that something you just planned on, you know, doing your time and being done? Yeah. You know, I took it day by day, did you? Uh, you know, for, for sure. Um, I, you know, I wanted to, uh, give it a, the full, um, I guess, honest kind of opinion of saying, Hey, you know, is, is this something that I could see myself doing, right. uh, in, in t- the next 20, 25 years? And it definitely is something I could have done. I could have happily, uh, been a career military officer. Um, I've got friends that they, I graduated with and they're, they're still serving and, right. uh, and, and, you know, they, they enjoy it and it's been good. Um, but you know, it is, uh, it's just, it, it kind of becomes so a personal decision at a point where you're like, well, um, you know, what's been my experience so far and are you okay with the needs of the army? And it's, it's a tough life. And that's why, you know, as being a veteran myself, man, my hat is off so much to these guys that are career military officers and, uh, they, they sacrifice the sacrifices goes so far beyond what most people realize, you know, that at any given day, you can be just uprooted from wherever you're at, wherever right. you're in. And if you have a family, you have kids that are in high school and the whole family is impacted and they'll just uproot them and, and, you know, move them from, you know, upstate New York to Alaska or to right. Fort Hood, Texas, or wherever the, you know, in the world that the military needs, uh, you as a resource, as an asset, they'll, they'll, they have to do that. And that's, that's, that's a sacrifice that these guys, they take an oath to support and defend the constitution. When they start that and every day when they go to work, that is what they're doing, uh, underneath it all. And so, you know, I just, I'll never, um, I'll, I'll just never relent at, 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 at how much I want to support, uh, veterans and active duty military folks, because, um, I saw it firsthand and it, it was, it was life changing for me, but it's also sacrifice. And so those yeah. guys that continue to do that on a daily basis, they truly are, um, some of the greatest Americans out there. So, yeah, absolutely agreed. So you, you live full time in, in Nashville now, huh? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I'm, I'm back and forth to Texas. Some, are you? uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's home and that's just a, in, in my blood. And it's right. just a, my part of my identity is just being there. And we, of course, just, my parents are still, uh, on the ranch and, and working that. So I, I, I'd like to get down there more. It always seems like, uh, I'm never there enough, but, uh, but yeah, I like to split time between here and there as much as possible, but Nashville is probably getting 51% of my time now for sure. So, yeah. Are you now, are you doing something else, uh, you know, for, uh, work or for business yeah. besides what I mean, you're in it, you, you do, you're doing a lot of things, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I try to, uh, be sure I keep, 
keep some good healthy balance in what I do. Right. Um, I've been given a lot of opportunities and, and there, there's something to be said, this whole other conversation on life and career and leadership and, and, and whatnot in terms of, do you, do you want to be a jack of all trades and master of none? Or do you want to just like do one thing really well? That's all you do in your life. Right. And, uh, you know, that was a internal conversation that I've had through the years as I've had to kind of reinvent my life and be like, well, I know how to be a military officer and do the, do that life. And then you leave that and transition to something else and something else. And so, um, you know, now I, I'm in a spot where I I love the idea of starting businesses and being an entrepreneur and building teams and kind of found that that's kind of my sweet spot and connecting people. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I, I, uh, one thing I one thing I do is I've got a residential and commercial moving company that I'm a uh, uh, I, I started the first franchise of a buddy of mine. He he had this company. It was corporate only, uh, privately owned company, mm-hmm. um, and then decided to franchise it. And so I started and launched and purchased his first franchise and put that up in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, uh, a couple of years ago. And so uh, that's called Black Time Moving. And so um, so I'm involved with that still and and, and will be for a long time and uh and have that running and then uh this year and it's 2020 i'm sure was just a uh, a different year for all of us Correct, uh, yeah. but you know for me uh i really uh even there was an it kind of felt negative i guess at a certain extent and then at the beginning of the year you know you're kind of get down and you're like ah man it just seems like every everything's muddy and the doors are they're kind of closing and things don't feel like they should and then you know towards the back half of the year i kind of got to a point where i was like man what's the silver lining here and, yeah. and what's what's the reinvention what's the pivot what's the parlay right, right. on all the, the situation that we're in and, right. and uh started looking for that and and so uh reconnected with a couple of buddies of mine here who um were starting a commercial real estate firm okay. and so uh it's a commercial real estate firm called miracle and so now i'm uh, partner in that firm and uh we specialize in uh uh automatic car washes express car washes all over the country and so uh we we broker those and, and provide value for these uh private equity firms uh that are looking to grow portfolios in terms of car washes and commercial real estate sites so um yeah man i've been doing that for uh the last several months now and uh that is uh, just getting off the ground and it, and it's, it's, it's incredible, man. We've got such a great team of people and, uh, my, both my buddies, they, they played uh, college football at Colorado state, uh, university. And, uh, uh, uh my buddy Garrett, uh, that, uh, is also in the company. He's a quarterback for the new Orleans, new Orleans saints for a little while in Atlanta Falcons. Uh-huh. And then, and then is is now here doing full-time commercial real estate with us. And, uh, it's, it's in, it's, it's been fun, man. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for yet another life lesson learned, right? When, yeah. when, when things, when depression is kind of creeping in and anxiety of like, what's next, what's, what's going to happen. And, and the world seems to be changing, kind of slipping away from, you know, the idea of control or feeling like I know what I'm getting into, mm-hmm. um, in 2020, uh, you know, I was able to find a door that opened and, 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 and relationships that became new and, and, and a partnership that, I'm more excited about than I think I've ever been starting a company. And so uh, I think that that's been the biggest lesson I've learned this year is just to keep pushing forward. Right. Because we never know what's over that, that next hill, that next bridge, you know, and just um, keep going, keep moving forward because uh, good things are up ahead. If you work hard and treat people well, love people and, 
and uh, you know, believe in what you're doing, believe in yourself, and and uh, and have faith that God has a plan for us. Yeah. So it's it's funny, uh, you know, I, I I recorded an episode right before this with uh, Brad, yeah. Bradley Hawkins. He's a director and a filmmaker, and he he's got a short film out called Calf Rope. And and it's I had to just nice. bring this up because. He said the same thing you did. Uh, you know, where yeah. do I look for the silver lining? And uh, yeah. and he talked about how you know he, he doesn't believe in coincidences. He believes you know in yeah. in you know things happen for a reason. And Absolutely. And, and he's a follower of Christ. And 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 and, yeah. and you kind of, you just echoed that same thing. And 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 myself with our companies and, and our brand, Modern Cowboy, and other things we do. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty was, and I I feel bad about it sometimes because it was a great year. For, for us, yeah. so many aspects yeah. with uh, with all the sure. stuff that's gone on, but uh, I don't know. I yeah. just had I had to just uh, bring that up because it just it just kind of just resonated yeah. with me. Uh, you were you were speaking the same the same kind of deal there, and uh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. Good, it good is very cool. very cool. Yeah. So now, are you do do you have horses now? Or are you uh, involved in uh, you know any type of rodeo stuff or do you, Golly, you rope? Man, that that is the one thing that uh has plagued me as not being able to do it as much as i'd like right. uh, over the last you know five six seven years um it was such a integral part of my upbringing i mean I, right. I was forced back i was forced back you know probably 300 days a year <laughs> from the time i was uh 13 to 18 those yeah. five years right there yeah i mean it was all the time and uh, it was it was all I knew. I was breaking, you know, starting colts, breaking, uh, breaking horses, selling horses, showing horses. I mean, I was doing everything. That was all my my life revolved around that, right? And and sports, and that was it. And uh, <clears throat> so, I it, it fundamentally is a part of me, and something that I was like, okay, well, I went to college, and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to do it there. And the army is gonna be tough moving around. And I've always wherever I go, wherever town I move to, I try to connect uh, back to that world, you know, where right. whatever it is lo- locally. Uh, and some, some connections I've made that, that have done well and other ones are, you know, it's just a different, different vibe or, you know, they're doing different things than, than what I was accustomed to or what my community was, you know, growing up. But, uh, but I have, you know, committed to myself, you know, as soon as I am able, uh, you know, that is going to be the next big, uh, transition is being able to get back out, have a horse barn wherever i'm at and 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 be a part of that because i mean it's funny because people outside that world they probably they don't get it you know when you say that right uh but man it's just it's 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 in my blood and i've got to be around it and it just makes me happy man so it's my happy place if anything is so uh, i'll get there eventually i hope sooner rather than later um but got to get out of the uh got to get out of the the uh the backyard suburb life here in nashville and get to get out on a ranch for sure yeah well, it's, it's funny because you, you talked about earlier about just being around horses and how they're just a reflection of, of a person's character. And yeah. for myself, you know, being around horses is it's a therapy. It's it's oh my it, God, it, yeah. it just is so relaxing. And, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know, I don't I don't do it as much right now either that I, that I want to. And, and yeah. I'm living in the team roping capital of the world. I mean, there's so many horses uh, here, at, you know, uh, I'm in Wickenburg, Arizona is where we're at. But um Anyway, okay, Wickenburg. Yeah, so that uh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things I, I need to be uh, focusing on myself more. But uh, <laughs> you know, the Lord's Lord's got the plan, so uh, we just keep rolling with it. I love it, dude. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to uh, get the 
get the two forces combined one of these days and just have a modern modern cowboy uh, whole horse show or something. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're planning on coming to Nashville pretty soon. I've got several other friends there in, in Tennessee. Um, uh, nice. Tr- Trent Wilman um, and yeah, yeah, I'm a buddy with Trent as well. Man. Yeah, yeah, Trent. yeah. Um, I actually connected with him uh, quite a while ago. We use his song "The Rope and Pin" as part of the bumper music on, uh, on, oh, nice. on our podcast. Yeah, and then Colt Barber. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you know Colt or not, but he's there in. in, in I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's a, a country artist, and uh, anyway, so we got and we had other friends that lived there as well. <laughs> and then yeah. my best friend from college, his cousin Tommy Carlos, who's a uh, singer songwriter, uh, he's good. Yeah, friends, yeah. good friends with Trent. Um, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's there also. So well, when oh, we come back awesome, there, we'll man. definitely connect. We'll definitely we'll definitely hook up. We got to man. It'll yeah. be, be a blast. Yeah, I'll enjoy that. Hey, so um, I ask everybody on the podcast, do you have a favorite uh, cowboy hat brand? Man, uh, I guess Resist All was probably my go-to, okay. um, especially for the uh, Resist All. I feel like I always had my straw hats from Resist All, right. and then my felt hats a lot of times for Stetson. Right. Um, but yeah, between those two. Cool. What about you? Well, I got so many of them. I, I I don't I don't I can't even really say I have a favorite. I'm I'm right now. I'm I'm wearing a couple of uh, handmade hundred X's from a guy out of Texas. Oh wow! Out of, out of Texas, yeah, uh, Clint Herring, Herring Custom Hats. Um, so there, he's the one that kind of turned me into a. I say hat snob. I don't want to say hat snob, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Once hundred hundred X man, you know, that's, yeah, that's a nice hat. Yeah, they they are nice. So um. But you know, I love American hats. I just had the uh, president yeah. of American Hat Co. on. I love Resistalls. Uh, there's a lot of uh, other makers I-, I love, and and I've got a-, a hat problem. You know, I like to buy a lot of them. So uh, yeah. yeah, but I absolutely I absolutely love so many different brands. But um, I'll tell you, I wore Stetsons for a lot of years because they always fit me so good. You know, right? Um, yeah, and, exactly. And I, I love Stetson, uh, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a whole nother podcast. Just just hats. I've actually had several podcasts that all we talk about is hats. But uh, no way. That's no, hilarious, yeah, man. yeah. I absolutely love it. How about boots? You got a favorite boot brand? Man, uh, Justin. I'll say Justin boots Get, yeah. because uh, J- Justin and I grew up. I grew up with them, with them literally, and then uh, the last several years, I've been uh, had a partnership with them. Yep. And uh, my my dad. It's funny. He. I don't know why. He has this one style of boot he wears. And uh, it's kind of a crossover work boot. It's got a crepe sole with the, you know, like the the black rubber crepe sole on yep, it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he marks in there with a with a sharpie inside the inside his boot top every pair he gets the date that he got the, that pair of boots. And so he just gets that same pair. I mean, he's had that same pair of boots for probably twenty years, and he's got them all marked. He, I think he still keeps the same <laughs> the old ones too. But anyway, he's got a little collection going. Well, you- and then uh, it's serves as a uh serves as a crossover uh holster ankle holster for his uh sig uh 40 as well because uh he refuses to have any type of actual holster he just goes cotton sock with the justin boot and then <laughs> then pistol right in the ankle i, I bet your ankles are so callous <laughs> that's man. Got- i can't you just steal just banging against your ankles all day but he loves it so. that's gotta hurt well, yeah, I, I gotta agree with you with Justin Boots. Um, I, I really love the bent rail, but the thing about Justin is, is yeah. I, I have a narrow foot, and so they make yeah. those they make those bent rails. I mean, from A to whatever. So the fit yeah. for me and a Justin boot for, and, and the the bent rails are all made in USA, which is a nice little catch as well. But uh, yeah, hundred percent. Very, very. Yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of those bent, bent, bent rail boots. They come already broke in. Yeah, they, them, you know? they do. Yeah, they're very comfortable. Very comfortable. <laughs> 
Yeah. How about uh, how about cowboy movies? You got a favorite? Cowboy movies? Yeah. Man, well, of, of all movies, mine is Lonesome Dove is always the top of my list. Yeah. Uh, when people ask me, and uh, I try to watch that at least like once a year. Yeah. You know, it's a six out six hour commitment. Yep. Uh, but man, it just it makes me just feel at home and just centered. You know, when I yeah. when I watch that, I grew up. I watched the original VHS version of it with my, you know, grandpa, and uh, <laughs> man, it just it never gets old. It's always I can probably quote it line for line all the way through. But uh, yeah, that that's definitely my favorite. And then you know, it's cool to see recently they've kind of the remakes of some of these uh, older cowboy movies are actually pretty good. Man, yes. they're doing a really good job of them. You know, True Grit was like the first one I noticed was so so good. I loved it. Remade. Yep. Um and then and then they did Three Ten to Yuma was yes. a, a oh, great love that great movie. western redone. Yeah. Um and so yeah I, I, Magnificent I Seven. Was, yeah, that was another great yep. one. Yep. Uh, I think there's one in Tom Hanks is just came out with or just in it and I haven't seen it yet. Something about not we the people. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, uh, it's it's actually playing downtown at the Saguaro Theater, the little theater in really? in, in Wickenburg right now. And uh, so that's my next one. I want to yeah. see that. And see how it is. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so um, we're getting kind of close to the end of our time, but uh, do you see yourself in in uh, any other television shows? You have do you have an interest to do movies, uh, acting, any other modeling? I mean, uh, other than what you've already well, doing. You know. Uh, Never say never on yeah. that, man. I uh, there's certain things. I think I found kind of some boundaries for myself uh, in a certain sense um, through that because I, I you kind of get branded and it's like, oh well, just be who you are. Don't worry about the, what the world thinks of you in a way. But like, you know, there was certain a certain demographic of people that you know they watch me on I go on the Bachelor or whatever. They watch that and I like they don't they disrespect me for it, right? They right. lose respect because right. they're like, oh my god. He, that's maybe that's the only thing they know about me or they don't care to know anything else about they're like oh yeah just some reality tv jerk kind of fake his way through life right or whatever right and uh you know so there is some negative connotations that come with some of these shows sometimes and so you kind of have to have a thick skin on that side of things reality wise i think when you get outside of reality they people just look at you big oh uh, good you know kudos to him that he's he's you know trying a new talent he's trying to act or doing something like that and maybe right. that's true like i've I'm a big fan of uh, of Yellowstone and a oh, big yeah. fan of, uh, of of the creator and the writer Taylor Sheridan. Yep, yep. And honestly, all of his movies are some of my favorite westerns as well. I mean, uh, he he just kills them, man. He's got uh, Jeff Bridges, Hell or High and, Water. And, uh, Hell or High Water was yeah. the first one I saw of Taylor yep. Sheridan's. Yep. And then um, and then he had the Wind River one with uh, um, Jeremy Renner about that. Yeah, Jeremy Renner out yep. in Wyoming, and, yep. and so. Taylor Sheridan, he's from uh, Mineral Wells, Texas. Yep. And uh, and so he's kind of got that same background as I have. And yeah. He he, uh, he rides and, and shows reining horses, yep. cutting horses. Yeah. Outside of uh, the Hollywood stuff that he does, and so um, I've always wanted to, to connect with Taylor Sheridan in some in some way, shape, or form. I don't care if it was making coffee for him on the set. I just <laughs> I love to be around that. You know, I, I love what he writes and what he's about, what he creates, and so anyway, yeah. That would be cool. If anybody knows Taylor Sheridan, tell him give me give me a call. Well, I'll tell you what. I've, I've, <laughs> I I I know several people that know him, and I've had a couple of people on the podcast. Uh, I don't know Forey Smith. I don't know if you know him from Yellowstone. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had absolutely. I had Forey on here, and then oh, I had nice. Amanda Kimes from Kime Rants Jeans. I know you know Kimes Jeans. I know. Yep. That. They yep. they know him too, so we're we're gonna I'll, we're gonna shift this that way. <laughs> As I'll tell you, man, I, awesome. I I agree with you. I I never knew 
uh, who Taylor Sheridan was until yeah. Yellowstone came out. And then when I realized yeah. he did Hell or High Water and uh, Wind River, which I agree with you, those yeah. films are amazing. And yeah. uh, those are the kind of films that I'm like just drawn to. Uh, and Oh, for sure. And, and uh, I'll watch them over and over. I'll, I'll watch Wind River several times. I just watched it a couple weeks ago. I just watched it three nights ago. So, I mean, <laughs> nice. yeah. I, I and, Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I could see you in a Taylor Sheridan film. I, I could that, that that would be that's a bucket list one for sure for me. That'd be a blast. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, hey, uh, Luke, I really appreciate you taking the time. I mean, you know, the thing of it is, is 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 you are you are very impressive. You know, when when I watch The Bachelor, a lot of times I'm I'm like I'm like everybody else. You know, I'm judgmental. I mean, initially, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be judgmental, and I I really work on not being that. But I have to watch yeah. it so many times over and over, and my wife's going. You know, oh, just watch it with me, honey. So I do. But, uh, yeah. you know, and not that you looked or portrayed any different on there, except it is, it's a reality show. And, you know, they edit right. it and do it the way they want. But, I mean, you went to West Point, which, I mean, what's the percentage of people that ever even go to West Point? I mean, the percentage of people that are in the yeah. military is, what is it, 1% or less? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's is such an accomplishment in and of itself. And then you got, then you were an officer and you served uh, and all the other things you've done. So you're, you're a lot more than a reality star. We know that. And uh, <laughs> oh, thanks Dan, you know, and, I appreciate um, it, man. And, I, and I just really appreciate you taking the time and you know, you epitomize what the, what a modern cowboy is. I mean, you're uh, yeah, yeah. you, uh, you, you can do it all. So um, very, very, very nice talking with you. Um, when we come back to Nashville, we're coming back this year. I'll definitely, I'll definitely look you up. Yeah, man. Yeah, shoot me a text. Let me know when you're coming down, Dan. I, I, I've enjoyed the visit so much today, and uh, I think uh, you're doing such a great job with the podcast, man. I look forward to seeing where this goes, and uh, it's it's going to be great. And I want to catch up with you when you're in Nashville as well. So, absolutely, you bet. We'll do. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Dan. Come from a long line of legendary men Sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much, but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride set of strings from the radio to the rodeo i'm gonna do my thing i don't compromise on nothing what you see is what you get i may be broken busted but they ain't killed me yet i'm a cow 